When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, 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 everyone. Hi. Welcome back. So good to see you, Anna. How are you? So great to see you, Alexandra. I am doing pretty fantastic. Are you? That's wonderful. I am. I think I was really, really tired there for a little while. Like today or in general? No, just in general. There was just a lot going on and the schedule was jam-packed. That is true. I don't want to say I wasn't doing fun things, but I wasn't doing like me things or... Sure. And it's not that they weren't bucket filler things because the things that I was doing were bucket filling in some ways, but sure. I wouldn't call them fun. Yeah, I get that. Like, as I say, I like to watch my British crime shows and do Sudoku at night. And those are kind of my ways to zone out, but it's not like it's really fun. Right. It's more like my zoning out time. Yeah. And I have found that I'm leaning on zoning out time a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Totally. Lately, I'm in 100% survival mode right now. So it's like there's not much mental capacity for me in the evenings. Right. Which is hilarious since we're recording in the evening. We are <laughs> recording in the evening. We are mustering Woo. all of our strength and energy. Yes. I do find this fun though. So this is like a fun bucket filler for this me. This is fun and bucket filling. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling some people the other day about just being tired and along the, the idea of like trying to do it all. And I don't even know really what that means of trying to do it all, but yeah. like work and be a human and keep my house in order and make sure the pets are alive and have fun and be there for my friends and family and do all the things that need to get done and make sure that I am showered and my hair is done, my face is washed because I ran out of face wash and I was like, I'm just not going to wash my face except with water, which is what I used to do when I was in my 20s. You did. And, but, and then I got into the habit of using face wash and then I ran out of face wash and I was like, well, guess I'm just right. Like the energy to pursue something quickly to take care of that problem I did not have the sense of urgency. Oh, but, totally. I went through that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess I just not going to have that hygiene product. <laughs> <laughs> deodorant yeah. is important. I'll make, I'll go out of my way to make a stop for deodorant if I run out of that. But yeah, the face wash, I was like, meh. Oh, well. But when I was talking about this recently or just like just barely hanging on kind of thing, and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, so I hope you listeners aren't taking this to be Eeyore-ish, even though sometimes I am Eeyore-ish. But what I have found is that my Peloton and I are estranged. Are you? Yes. Has like, it become a coat rack? No. I, and I was very explicit about this today, that it's not a coat rack. It is very much there and 
well, I can't even say dusted because like I just mentioned, I'm not really like awesome at doing chores, but it's sitting in its corner. The box with my shoes is right there. And so we stare at each other longingly sometimes. And I I get the emails like, hey, come back, get on and do a program. And I'm like, gosh, right? I don't even have to go through the whole effort of changing an outfit and putting on the shoes and then getting on the bike. I could just probably wear what I'm wearing today and get on the bicycle and just start moving my feet for 20 minutes and not even do a program. And that would be awesome. That would be true. Yes. And the thought of that is exhausting to me. (laughs) It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a similar relationship with my treadmill right now. Yeah. In fact, yesterday after, well, after talking to our mutual friend who was describing how she just does that, just gets on and moves her legs on her Peloton. And I was like, I can do this. I really want to do a run. I want to do this. I'm going to find the 20 minutes, see how far I can get. And then my neighbor came over to fix my pipe. So fix your pipe. Mm -hmm. Fix my pipe. Is that like mow your lawn? No. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you'd take it there. No, to fix the pipe out to my hose so I can actually water my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That just keeps getting worse and worse. Uh It was actually, I don't even know. It was a a structural house (laughs) issue. Uh But anyway, and it was lovely and he was great and his wife was great and they were so gracious and extremely generous. And then they left And I got upstairs and looked at my treadmill and was like, no, I will see you another day. Yeah. You only had enough energy to attend to the leaky pipe and the lawn watering. That's right. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, are you hoping to rekindle your relationship with your Peloton? I am. And I'm very hopeful about it because I feel like in the past week, I have been taking steps at least as far as like amino acids or vitamins go to start boosting those. Because if I'm not having enough energy naturally, or if I'm not awesome with nutrition, then I need to be taking the supplements. And I have found that I've been in a better mood recently. I don't have as much church to attend at the moment because we've already celebrated our Easter and that was awesome. And the whole thing was amazingly fun in many ways. And I enjoyed that. And like I said, it was bucket filling, but it was 10 straight days of services on top of having to work 40 plus hours a week. And I was just exhausted. So now that I don't have that, I feel like there's a little bit of me that can just relax now and um, do some other things with the spare time that I might have other than just sitting on the couch and watching Murder, She Wrote. Well, I'd hope so because um, someone's birthday is in a couple days. What? (laughs) Whose birthday is up in a couple days? I wonder. Oh, JK. So you are going to have to get off your couch and pause Murder, She Wrote so that we can celebrate your birthday. I won't say you were very clear about how old I was turning. Now, if you remember or recall how old I was turning and Anna is five years older than me, then then you can guess how old she's turning. Did you say I was older than you? What? <laughs> Who would <laughs> say weird. that? That's weird. I'm not ashamed. I'm in my mid 40s officially and it's awesome and I'm definitely feeling it. <laughs> every year speaking of which I was prepping for this show and I was looking up like as we're entering a new month like we like to do like what are some of the big things and themes that come up in the next month and being that we're in May and it is my birthday month and I'm a Taurus and embrace that full 
heartedly. She does. Um, it is also Mental Health Awareness Month, so it's it, mm. that topic is near and dear to my heart, and I feel like we should be talking about mental health awareness all the time, mental illness, stigma, all the things, all the time. And I think you and I do a pretty good job of that, talking about it year-round. But we lift <laughs> it up in the month of May. I also want to say May is National Golf Month. Ooh, top golf, anyone? I would like to go to Tolf, uh, Tolf Golf. <laughs> Tolf Golf. Can we go to Tolf Golf? It's Tolf. A, it's probably down the street from Top Golf, but <laughs> maybe better little... for those of us who don't actually golf. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave golf. It... I can't even say it. We'll leave it to the professionals golf. at Top Golf, and I'll go. I'll be down the street at Top Golf, <laughs> doing putt putt down there. Anna actually does go to the golf course with a couple friends. Yeah, I go there. That doesn't, that doesn't say much about <laughs> that's true. What happens there? But I do have a dear friend, and she owns some clubs, and we do <laughs> after work, like one time, one time a week, we try and go to the range and hit some golf balls, and it could be very cathartic. And I think we've talked about it before, but it's a lot of fun, and I am not very good at it. Still learning to swing the club not like a baseball bat mm. um it's a work in progress and i'd probably be a lot better at it if i did it on a more regular basis but you know life but anyway so may in the united states is considered national golf month and you guys this speaks to my age and how old i'm about to be so you guys probably notice that when you're tired your eyes get tired also and don't work as well and the last few weeks I would say probably the last two months I'm like gosh my eyes are really tired I need to up the readers that I have I think I need to go to a 1.5 but I think I need like a bifocal reader oh my God. <laughs> just bear with me here and so I even I went to small smart and target and I was like, even looking, you know, because I know where the readers are in the pharmacy because I have had to buy them before. So I even went by and I'm like, gosh, I'm just trying to find a bifocal so that I don't have to put it down on the edge of my nose if I want to look up. I, you know, it's not all blurry. But yeah, I, so I have to up the one point whatever edge. And then I was even thinking I'd go on Schmamazon and, and try and look for a bifocal kind of thing so that I don't have to go to the eye doctor and get something like special ordered and well, use my HSA to pay oh my. for my bifocal readers. Oh boy. Uh -huh. you, well, they do have ones I know that you can get. I have a friend who changes. It's like a, a clip-on frame, but oh. it doesn't look like clip-on. No, it doesn't look clip-on. So she... Um, I'm only turning 45. <laughs> she changes them. They're really cute though. And she changes them. So she just has her regular glasses and then she changes and puts this clip, but you can't tell it's a clip on and they're all fancy and different colors. It's really fun. Um, so and you're I will, saying that I could get glasses like with clear lenses that aren't prescription and then I could get a clip on reader. Oh, that I don't know. Oh, I don't, I'll have to ask tell me, her. Do I'll have to ask her what she does, but she has her regular frames and then she has these other frames that like maybe they, oops, magnet on, maybe they're magnetic. I don't know. But I was going to say that the last few times Anna and I, which I'll preface this by saying that I, I don't really do hugs anymore. I used to be a very cuddly, huggy person, and I'm just not anymore. And the last couple of times that Anna and I have gotten in closer proximity, she has said, hold on, let me get my readers <laughs> so she can see my face. <laughs> Our mother did that the other day, too. <laughs> She she came in like for a hug over Easter weekend and I had to back up and she's like, what is it? And I was like, it's not that I don't want to hug. I just can't see your face. 
<laughs> and I want to be able to appreciate all the fine detail. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So my eyes, you guys, all right. So prepping for this show and I'm like, what are the other things that are going on in the month of May? And I'm reading Greek office week. And I was like, Greek office week. That's really interesting that there would be something called Greek office week. It's not Greek office week. It's green office week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, bring on some feta. Yeah. <laughs> Kalamata olives. Let's do a Mediterranean oh salad gosh. in the office this week. <laughs> she yeah. comes in playing Greek music uh-huh. with the Greek flag. <laughs> I do like the colors blue and oh, white. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, green yeah. office week. Okay. Opa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's green office week. And I didn't even take down the date. And the, you guys, there are so many other cool things that are happening in the month of May other than my birthday. You know um, what we can do is uh, I can just attach, what is it called? What do I do in the show notes? Link. There you go. Link yeah. it in the show notes, what you go to to get. So I'll do that for if you want, if you're it's really a, tickled by what is happening in May, then you can click on that. Link. You guys would be really interested because it just doesn't talk about the United States of America. It talks about observances all over the world. It's a very special site that I go to called Wikipedia. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard about it. Well, it's legit too. Anything on Wikipedia is 100% factual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Said no one ever. You have to citate. Citate? (laughs) Speaking of citate. (laughs) Speaking of. Speaking of making up words. (laughs) Speaking of the grammarian being on top of her grammar. Oh my gosh. I've had in here forever. Do you remember when we were talking and we were in a meeting together, you and I were, Alexandra. And Alexandra, you were making a really good point about something and you were really (laughs) emphatic and you turned to the group and you're like, it's easily done. And I look at you and I was like, easily? Okay. So at the same time, I have this horrible horrible condition where if I hear this happens all the time when I'm typing Mm -hmm. documentation and someone else is talking in the room and I tune into what they're saying, I start typing what they say. Yes. And so I think that's a common thing. I'm pretty sure someone was saying it was possible at the time I was saying it was easily done and it came out easily. And Anna's the only one who caught it, but I was so embarrassed I laughed and then said, well, maybe I'll just make that up. But I hope you weren't embarrassed because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It was well, like really awesome. I was like, easily. It's a new word, just like citate. I mean, there were there were people we're familiar with, but also different professionals. Professionals. So clearly I speak well. Speaking of professionals, it is Staff Appreciation Week. And I think it's called Teacher Appreciation Week, but we turn into like Staff Appreciation Week. Let me just say this week is jam-packed here locally where we are because you have Staff Appreciation, which I did appreciate that the school where I was had breakfast and lunch, although I tapped into the breakfast, not the lunch. But then, so it was Secretary's Day. It was. I had to Administrative Assistant Day. Well, I was going to say, do people still call them secretaries? Because I don't think that that's appropriate anymore. But for whatever reason, our district still does. Only on Mad Men. Then we have... (laughs) Sorry. She had to throw in the TV reference. Do you know me? (laughs) (laughs) Then we had... Our district has a tagline. One of our mottos is better together. So then we had better together day. Yes. Which comes right before day without hate. Yes. Which we only need one day. Right. Which is the new, what I call the new dare is the day without hate. And just say no to unkindness. Right. And they jam pack it all into one week. 
Like we couldn't spread it out among other weeks. No, but it's this all... week was better together and day without hate. And next week is staff appreciation. Oh, I thought staff appreciation was this week. No, no, no. Oh. We have spirit week. It's a camping thing. I'm kind of excited to spend the week in flannel. Oh boy. Yeah. It's going to be great. Flannel and sweats. Anna loves her flannels and it's very her comfortable. sweats. I do. I do. We, I think, have discussed this, why I do not have a job where I have to wear a suit. <laughs> I had that already, and it was very uncomfortable. Pumps, remember those things? Can't even stand them. She did wear sneakers a lot of the time with her suit. I was that person that put my <laughs> heels in my bag. She did. Put my sneakers on to walk to the metro stop. Her bright white sneakers. Yeah, no, whatever. Yeah, they were cool tennis shoes probably at that point. But yeah, I just can't do suits. Even for like interviews, I get very uncomfortable. I have like a blazer. Blazer. Now you're making fun of me because I said slacks the other day. Okay, Al, <laughs> you did say slacks the other day and it cracked me up. I was like, I don't even know what that is. You want to go get your blouse with your shoulder pads? <laughs> I was trying. How else do you describe saying I don't have pants that are not jeans? Like I, well, I guess I kind They're of pants. do. Just pants. Yeah. Pants. I mean, if they're joggers, they're joggers. If they're leggings, they're leggings. But if they're dress pants, they're pants. Mm. If they're dress pants, they're pants. Pants. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what's between dress pants and jeans? Joggers. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do a whole flow chart of clothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Although I did tell Anna recently. Khakis? Well, but khakis are a specific color, so you wouldn't. Are they here or is it about a material? No, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole. I'm going to pull us back mm. out of here. Okay. No one wants to listen to us banter about pants. People listen to us banter about everything, which is why they listen to our show. All I was Thank going you, to, by the way. All I was going to say was that recently I did start contemplating getting rid of some of my heels, which I'm very attached to, but haven't worn in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Spring cleaning. Well, what I gave away, I think I gave them to Goodwill and good luck to anyone who can wear them, are like my four or five inch wedges. Oh, yes. No, I I still have mine. Yeah, Anna and I had the same pair, but two different colors Mm -hmm. of these budgets. No, I I don't know that I can give those up. But I do have some heels that are of the higher ones. Well, I I thought about keeping them because the nieces really liked wearing them. And I'm like, they will break ankles putting these things on and walking around my house, even on carpet. We don't need to introduce them to that conditioning. No, No, they did that once they were sleeping over. And I, my... (laughs) Right. Okay. This is going to sound bad, but it's not. I just had my extra shoes that I don't wear (laughs) in the closet in the room where the girls were staying overnight. And I was downstairs doing whatever and I can hear them playing upstairs, which was really grand. And then I was like, hmm, things are really quiet. So I went to check in on them and I opened the door and they're like doing fashion shows with all my heels and the the wedges. And I was like, you cannot, I was like, fine, but you cannot break an ankle because we are not going to the ER. That's been our rule. No ER visits. This month, we're also celebrating Mother's Day. So cheers to all you mothers, grandmothers, godmothers, Mother's still with us. Memory eternal to mother's not with us anymore. We honor you all. We're raising you up on this one day out of 365 and a quarter days. Cheers. Cheers. So, <laughs> speaking of birthdays, Ooh. that was something that we were speaking about a little while ago. Yes, yours. <laughs> I was thinking about this and I was reflecting on how I feel about my birthday. And I was wondering, finally, it hit me. I'm wondering if I kind of feel... Eh, meh about my birthday sometimes because of the time of year. 
Now, I love May. I love spring. I love that it means like the end of the school year, but it also means, as we have talked a lot about without being a broken record, how tired I am. And so I am really suffering from decision fatigue. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I think I made the decision on what we're going to do for your birthday. You did? I sure did. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to go to Tough Golf. <laughs> That would be awesome. (laughs) No, I get that. And I I would say, why not just push whatever celebration off until you can actually engage? And enjoy it. That's what I would do. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing this year, but. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know I I have a lot of trips planned this summer and I'm like, well, that's a nice way to like honor and bucket fill and all that jazz. But like, I think our mother reached out and asked if I wanted to do family dinner. And I'm like, I don't even know. And, and that was just a couple of days ago. And I'm like, that sounds great, but I don't even know. And she's like, we haven't even talked about what to do for your birthday. And I'm like, I know, I, I can't even, I can't even think about it. And then when you reached out and we're like, hey, do you want to do anything for your birthday? I was like, yes, question mark, I guess. Yes. And I do. I feel like I like to celebrate me. It's not very often that I get to. And <laughs> You should be celebrating you every day. I don't. And I, well, again, and please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I really do a lot of things for other people. And I enjoy doing things for other people as we have talked about. It is my love language, but it's my birthday. And I'm like, wow, it's like really the one day where it gets to be about me, which isn't ever really about me because then I'm so worried about making other people comfortable or making sure that they're enjoying their time at my party. And it's it just stresses me out more. So the fact that someone else like you has said, oh, I think we should do it on this day and we should go here relieves a lot of stress. I love that. Well, Thank Shirley, you. yeah. Did you just for, call me Shirley? No, sure. Shirley, oh my goodness. What's <laughs> oh, the vector, Victor? I would say, number one, it's a great idea and always good to work on recovering from being a people pleaser. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the Mm -hmm. other thing I'll say is I totally can call myself out and say that I have epically failed multiple times for Anna where we have thrown her little surprises thinking it'd be really cute. And it is 100% absolutely not what she wanted for her birthday. We actually did this two years in a row. Two years in a row. Uh, I did not know until way after because she didn't say anything because she just didn't want to hurt feelings that she hated it. And she (laughs) was, well, you, you were okay. Like you were very gracious and you were chatty with people and very social, but it wasn't what you wanted. And it's true because we talk about this. Anna will be like, I really want to do something. And then she'll ask people and then it doesn't work out or people can't. And then when other people are like, hey, I'm doing something, you're like, yeah, I'm in. Because you like being active and you like being social and doing things. So I figured this year, maybe I should listen and not try and surprise you. I thought, truthfully, I thought on our mom loves surprises. Although she says now that she's a little older, she doesn't. And I totally thought that Anna loves surprises just as much as our mom did. Yeah, I don't know where I got that miscommunication, but I was way off. I would have loved the surprise if you're like, hey, get in the car. I'm not telling you where we're going. And then we end up like at Blackhawk and we're at dinner or whatever. And (laughs) a couple years in a row, it was like, we are going out. And I'm like, sweet. Mm. And then I get dolled up. I do my hair. I pick out a special outfit. 
right? Like do my face, like thinking that we're going to go out and maybe mingle with strangers, which is kind of exciting sometimes, which I don't normally like because I am a serious introvert. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like bundle all my energy up and get ready for this night. And then we go to my parents' house for a surprise party. Okay. That was one year. The other time was a barbecue. Then we go to Kara's house house for a surprise party. Yes. (laughs) Which so was grand were, yes, again. It was like cool. And thank you to the people who took the time to come out and celebrate me. I am honored. I'm always honored about it's that. It's also okay to say, hey, that really sucked. Like, no, it was nice to see people, but yes. it wasn't what I wanted. Well, That's totally okay. All right. <laughs> Next time. Anyway. So Maybe moving when on I from turn- your birthday, we're going to do something and I'm not going to surprise Anna. And that's the interesting thing. This is something I know that's hard for me. It's hard for me to surprise people. I, it's not my thing. Usually someone else is like, hey, we're going to do this. Can you help organize it? And I'll say, sure, I can help come up with something. We did that for our mom's birthday a couple years ago. Because yes. she does like surprises, though not anymore. But I anymore, I am not really good at planning stuff and then thinking that far of like, oh, you might like for me to just pick you up in the car and we're going to go to Blackhawk. Like, we're going to go to a Rockies game. We're going to go to Tough Golf. We're going to whatever. Like those things are really fun for me. Yeah. I like those things. So anywho, it's all right, never back to you. What do you got? What do you got? Okay. So that's my birthday and stay tuned. I will let you know what ends up happening with my birthday this year. It's 45 and Jackie's turning 45. She did turn 45. That's our sister-in-law. Alexander turned 40 and another friend of ours just turned 50. And so we're going to go away this summer, all of us together and celebrate. And we'll probably do something else all together to celebrate because we like spending time with each other. So that's really exciting. It's not just about one day. It's about a birth year for me. I really like to stretch it out and celebrate the birth year. I think everybody should, quite honestly. Okay. So one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is work etiquette. And the reason this is important to me is because sometimes when we get tired, we get a little lazy with how we treat each other. And that's not just like familial, but it could be even in any interpersonal relationship amongst friends or partners or even at work. You get a little lazy with the niceties or beyond politeness, but it's like, what is the etiquette at work? So first off, let me ask you, Alexandra, like what are some things that you appreciate as far as etiquette goes when people engage in certain behaviors? You're like, that was really nice. I think that exhibits some positive work etiquette. I'm thinking... Yeah, I know. It's, where it's a lot of silence on the radio. Don't edit these pauses out because she's, she's, she's thinking. thinking. She's still thinking. You mean thinking. more than just having manners or decorum? Well, okay. So even manners and decorum sometimes when we get I mean, tired and we get lazy and we don't do those things and we don't say pleases uh, and thank yous anymore. I mean, I did sit in a meeting. I think I mentioned this one, but I did sit in a meeting where an individual was very frustrated and she refused to acknowledge my presence, though she talked about me in the meeting, but refused to acknowledge me and another colleague, I would say that I don't find is very good okay. work etiquette. Yeah. Am I answering the question correctly? Because I don't feel like I am. Yeah. No, being ignored, right? Like someone treating you like you just don't exist is downright rude and does not display work etiquette, right? It's rude and disrespectful. And that was something that actually came up last week, except it was like on the student level. And I was like, can you please not ignore me? And then they continued to ignore me. And then I even like got like in front of their faces and I was like, hi, I'm right here. Can you please just do what I'm asking you to do and just take the milk carton off the table in the cafeteria? It's really not going to hurt you. I promise. Like it's going to be harmless, but I need you to pick up after yourself. Could you please not ignore me? And they continued to ignore me and then walked away. And that 
Like when people treat you like you're not a human being. I'm like, no, I'm flesh and blood standing right here. So yeah, that probably bothers me a little bit. I had a situation the other day where, and I don't know, you guys, this is why I'm throwing this out there. I just, I don't know what the rules are. So let's just talk about blind copying, for example, BCC, when you blind copy someone on an email. Now I have gotten blind copied on emails and maybe it's like, I don't know, someone is sending an email to a parent and I'm getting blind copied just so I have the information, but it it would be super sensitive for the parent to know that someone else was involved, but I need to have the information. So regarding my job, I can see where sometimes blind copying is is valuable. Or another instance where blind copying is valuable is when I'm sending out the same email to 50 people and they don't all need to know each other's addresses. And so I will put their addresses in blind copy and then just send out like the form email. I feel like that's quite appropriate. Well, what happened to me the other day is that someone emailed me to voice a complaint about something that I was involved in and they were addressing something that I had done And I could see in the to and from that it was just person A and me. So I was like, oh, this person is emailing me about a certain situation. And then interestingly enough, person C, who appeared to have been blind copied, then responded to the email, thus indicating to me that a person had been blind copied. And I don't know if person C realized that they had been blind copied and was responding, or maybe they just didn't even care. But I just felt like that for me kind of crossed some lines as far as work etiquette goes, or the way decorum, I guess, or the way that we treat each other. And it's bothered me and I've been trying to figure out like how to address it or if I need to address it or if I just need to Elsa let it go. I don't know. I'm just working through it. And so I, I think it was just something I, I just I was like, huh, well, that just happened. That's that's interesting. And so is that people getting lazy or is that people being disrespectful? I think the individual that you're talking about just did not pick up on those cues. The fact that they were blind copied and responded. Yes. I think that thus they, outing the fact that person A even blind copied somebody well, else. And I don't know if it's appropriate for me to even say this, but those individuals just happen to be related in a fashion. So I guarantee that person, because I've gotten emails before where I have been blind copied on it. And I'm like, wait a second, this doesn't look like it's something that's really for me. And then I realized exactly that, like it's meant for me to have the information, but not respond. But it took me a few minutes to actually investigate. Right. And I don't think this individual investigated. And it could be that they just were quick to respond, like reactionary. I think that's the big thing with fatigue is that everyone is reactionary. So people are quick to jump in and respond without actually taking a moment to pause, maybe look at the situation and then go from there. Yeah. Cause I would have been more than happy to address the situation just from person A to me without involving other people. I think my question to you would be, is this the hill you want to die on? No, it's definitely not. Like, I'm trying not to be bothered by it. But interestingly enough, for two nights in a row, and this happened a little while ago, but for two nights in a row, I like either woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it, or the next night when it happened, I was up at 5.15 before my alarm, and it was the first thing I thought about. And I was like, wow, something about this situation is really bothering me, and I need to figure out 
I, I just needed to do some thinking or meditating or just some yeah. reflection on what exactly about that whole situation what it, was I so bothered by and what steps did I want to take to rectify it or address it. But I have come to the conclusion that it, it's not going to do anything to address it with the people that were involved at this point. But I was like, I think just for like a PSA, hey, people, let's not do that. Like if you're going to, if you're going to get blind copying on something, notice that and maybe not respond. And if you're the person blind copying other people, maybe give them a heads up that they're getting blind copied and why, um, so that they don't out themselves. Do you think that your reaction might've been different if it was someone else who had Uh, been blind copied and responded? I don't know. That is an excellent question. And is it like, would my reaction be different based on the parties that were involved? I don't know, because I just felt it just felt icky that it looked like the primary and initial email was a conversation between me and person A. But in fact, there were more people involved and that just felt really yucky. Is it the privacy? So maybe the fact that someone was BC'd at all, because then that conversation isn't necessarily as private as you were thinking it was. Maybe. Yeah. And I think there's something to that, especially, and it wasn't like a reprimand. It was more like informational, but then it like turned into a thing, which is just then kind of weird. And I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just felt shady. It just felt like a shady way to communicate with colleagues that you presume respect each other, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, speaking of work, did you know that it was bring your work, uh, bring your work to kid day? (laughs) (laughs) I try not to bring my work to any kids, but um, my work is kids. It was bring your kid to work day in the United States or yeah, yeah. In the US of A. Was it like a national thing? Bring your kid to work day? I did not pick up on that and I did not bring Buddy to work. That would have been quite disastrous. I was trying to imagine what it'd be like with a two, almost three-year-old running around the school today. I mean, he probably would have enjoyed the group that I worked with because it was my, well, my tough little group, the ones that our mother hens to each other. Yeah. So much of my job these days is sitting in front of a computer and writing reports and documentation for Medicaid that it's boring. And I would rather him not, you know, sit in front of a screen during that time and instead play with his peers. Right. Because isn't the idea of it like it's supposed to be like educational and introducing kids to different careers? What interest does a two-year-old have in a job? At well, this none. And a friend of ours, her husband is going to career day. Like now they have career days so that if you really want to know what someone's work is like, you just attend career day and then you get to hear from someone. Yeah. That'd be like having a career fair at our school, something yeah. like that. Exactly. Which we don't have one planned for this year. That'd be a lot to put on. But I've done that before. It's been pretty cool. Yeah, we had a couple of kids at my workspace today, and that was pretty cool. I only saw one of them for most of the day, in and out, but I did not know the other was there. But yeah, I think that it's a cool concept for your kid to be able to see what you do when they're old enough to appreciate that. It kind of cracks me up because in some of the homes where we've lived, they were rectories attached to the churches where our dad was the priest. And so I just kind of chuckled to myself for a moment, imagining what bring your kid to work day would be like for our dad, like, oh, let's cross the hallway and go into the office. That was huge. Now you're going to see this church, which you already know the ins and outs of every piece of what it takes on to run a church. (laughs) Yeah, every day at our house is take your kids to work day. Exactly. Uh Like, oh man, again. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember last week when I said that my funny bone was broken or something? Yes. It was really tired. It was too tired to be funny. 
Yes. Well, this week, I don't know if you've done this, but this week I was like walking down the hall and I was carrying things and I whacked my elbow (laughs) into like a door and it hit just right that it was like the funny bone, but then it must have bruised or hit something because for 12 to 24 hours later, it's still sore. Like I was just laying there in bed at night and I couldn't lay any certain way without like leaning on it and it just throbbed. Oh. So I'm hoping I didn't break my funny... Phony bone. <laughs> Your phony. The phony bone. Your phony bone. <laughs> I can break the phony bone, but the funny one I would be devastated without. Maybe the universe is just teaching you like what you think about, you bring about. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that's always a fun concept just in terms of like manifesting, right? Like it's it's a scary thing when you think about manifesting. There's a book we're reading right now about just energy and metaphysics and bringing about what you'd like and you have to be specific and you also have to be a hundred percent ready or like committed to the thing that you want to bring about. And I don't know, it's just an interesting concept and I don't remember where I was going with that because (laughs) I got distracted by Christmas lights and I think there's a letter in my mailbox about my Christmas lights still being up because I saw the HOA people. Well, I saw a group of people walking around my cul-de-sac and this doesn't have anything to do with manifestation, but I saw this group of people walking around my cul-de-sac and I'm like, oh God, are those the HOA people that like go and take pictures of things and then send you letters of things you have to fix at your house? And it very well could have been, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have to take down my Christmas lights because they're still up and it's May. And I've been saying forever, like, oh, I'll do that over spring break. I didn't. Oh, I'll do that when I have this downtime. I didn't. Oh, I have a day off coming up. I didn't do it. I didn't take down my Christmas lights. But we did take down your Christmas lights, Alexandra. Yes, we did finally. So now I owe you a need to come climb the ladder for you. You can just hold the ladder and I'll climb again. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be like an amazing birthday gift because I hate getting up on the ladder. That is true. And there's a guy at my work who's wearing a leg brace because he fell. And I don't remember if he said he fell off a ladder, but he he definitely fell no, he did. He fell off a ladder. He like got scared, something like oh, scared no. him. And then he fell. And now he's wearing like a ginormous leg brace. And I hope he didn't tear something ridiculous. Yeah, that'd be pretty horrible. I did find out with my HOA. So I have a neighbor, if you guys remember, I have a neighbor that lives here. They're awesome. Great. And then I have a house on the other side of me. I don't have a house to the back of me, but I have a house on the other side of me and no one lives there. And the owner, she is currently in Louisiana and... It's really hard to get in touch with her. She's in poor health and blah, blah, blah. But her house is a hot mess. We've all been in the neighborhood on our street. We've all been trying to get the HOA involved. They won't get involved. The backyard, I had someone who's helping me with my backyard, and he was like, easily you could drop 30 grand to try and fix her backyard because it's so bad. Just the backyard. That's Besides nuts. the fact that you can't go up the front steps because they're rotted, and so there's a ladder that's attached to their back deck, which is a raised back deck on the second floor, so that her son, every once in a while, can climb the ladder to get into the house. Oh, my God. Anyway, so the HOA will not touch anything to do with this house. The front of it, the back of it, like we tried letting, there's a neighbor on the other side. She takes care of the lawn and I'm like, I'm not, I am not until the HOA takes care of this. And of course it impacts the other homes in the area, even though the prices Mm -hmm. in the area are just fine. Anyway, so I mentioned to the other neighbor who was helping fix the hose pipe in my house that I really need to get a shed. And he's like, oh, you have to get HOA approval for that. What? And I was like, wait a second, what? This is the backyard. And he's like, yep. 
And I said, no, no, this doesn't make any sense. They won't touch the front of this woman's house. They won't touch the back of their house. They wouldn't even help me get in touch with her about the cottonwood tree last year. But I have to get approval for a shed. And he said, basically, some house on a different street got this monstrosity of a shed that was really ugly. And neighbors complained about how ugly it was. So now we all have to get approval for the shed by the HOA. That's nuts. It is. And I'm like, really? Because there's a guy down the street. He drives this. It's like a tool truck. It's a tool repair truck attached to a certain car dealership. But he parks it like the way the street, the street curves. So there's not really a flat area of sidewalk to park his truck. So he parks it, though, tries to park around this curve, which it doesn't fit. And it blocks your line of sight. It's yes. so ugly. It impedes my visibility when I come around the corner. Exactly. And so now I feel like, not that I want to be a complainer, because I don't, but I'm like, people complained about a shed. And this guy, like, he could literally park around the corner where it is flat and chooses not to. But I'm like, the things that people complain about, as I'm talking about complaining about this truck... So yeah, I'm like, I just want a small shed that fits. Like I have a little inlet where it would hide behind my house. It would be fine. But now I have to, I'm, I just asked what I have to send in, but I'm pretty sure I have to send in pictures and know the exact dimension so that they can see it and approve it. And then you have to wait for a board meeting for them to approve it. Like it's so dumb, so dumb. But anyway. HOAs can be kind of silly. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. So uh, let's go take care of your lights. We will take care of my lights as we take care of yours. And I just wanted to share the story of when we were taking care of your lights and your dog was in the backyard and Buddy was out front with us hanging around and being a really good help. It was a beautiful day and there were a bunch of people walking by with their dogs. And there was this one couple that came by and their dog was so friendly and wanted to come up and sniff us and say hi. So we all, Buddy and me, and you, I think you were like a few feet away, but we were like all saying hi to this dog. And then you said something like, yeah, our dog is in the backyard and she's really friendly. <laughs> and then, you know, t- I looked at you and I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing to say. And then this couple went on with their dog down the street. And then you and I are continuing to put the lights up and or take not put the lights up, take the lights down. And I said something like, great. Now they're going to think that we're domestic partners because you just <laughs> referred to Honey as our dog. Oh, and you weren't. And you, it wasn't our dog as in yours and my dog, but it was yours and Buddy's dog, our dog. But they don't know that, your neighbors walking by. No, and we're, we're just never going to get away from it. Never. Nope. Never and forever. So there was that. Yeah. I mean, as I said, we used to have our Costco membership together. And, and be domestic partners. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. So maybe my funny bone's not broken after all. I still say our all the time. Like I'll say it's our house. And it's interesting because I'm trying to get used to saying my house. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just my house because Buddy is around. No, you said a factual thing. I just, I was (laughs) like, they don't know that you mean yours and Buddy's (laughs) and that I am not a domestic partner. Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. Well, you are over a lot. (laughs) I know. know. There's Nana's car out front again. Uh I was actually just joking with someone about this, how even though the street is public property, how 
like at our parents' house, there's like a spot, right? Like that's mm-hmm. our spot to park in. And so if the neighbor or if they have people over, I'm like, who's in this spot? Or some of my neighbors, if they have someone who's going to park in front of my house, they actually text me and they say, hey, is it okay? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I can't. Of course it is, unless you're taking Nana's spot. <laughs> and this other day, your neighbors were having a party and someone was in Nana's spot. And I was like, what the heck? Now that day I was able to park in your driveway, but still I was like, someone's yeah. in my spot. We have a friend who said she would never park in people's driveways. And then one time she was delivering something. She was dropping something off for a friend and she decided to park in the driveway and the husband didn't realize she was parked in their driveway. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And totally smashed into her oh, no. bumper. So I get it. I, I'm even like, nope, nope. No, we have other friends who are always like park in the driveway. And I'm like, oh, that makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> yeah. Lest you get smashed. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we are going to wrap up here with an STW Shanti Wyman joke of the day. Let's hear it. We are pulling from the ultimate dad joke book and we're going in order. We're still in the full grown section of the book. And being that we were talking about work and staff appreciation, I think this is quite apropos and it just happens to be the next one in line. Are you ready for it? Ready. Why did the Scarecrow win Employee of the Month? I don't know. Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh-huh. You're welcome, everyone. Hope you guys have a lovely week. We love you. We are so appreciative yes. that you took some time to listen to us. Have a great week, and we'll chat soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.